Welcome to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. Before I jump into today's content, I just want to ask you if you would be willing to visit iTunes and leave a review and a rating of this show. That will help other listeners come across this podcast when they're searching for something to listen to. And this week, I'm going to be covering a topic that's a little bit different. Oftentimes, I go over a news event, but today it's going to be a cultural trend. And that is the question of how do we get it all done? This is something that has come up in conversation for me this past week, probably six or seven times with my friends and peers in my community. How can we get it all done? How do you do it all? Work and hobbies, rest, taking care of our home, cleaning and cooking, working from home, working in the workplace, getting exercise, taking care of our kids, nurturing our children, uh, pursuing our husbands, maybe our extended family. And of course there's church life and friendship life and neighborhood life and volunteering and getting involved in our local civics. Our culture says you can have it all and you can do it all. Whether it's our advertising or social media, the shows we watch or the books we read, the cultural narrative is grab your cup of coffee, get your life hacks and go for it. You can have it all. But the truth is we're all finding we really can't. We are limited creatures. We are finite. We get tired. We need sleep. We each only have 24 hours a day. We only have so much energy and capacity. And the mandate we have from Jesus is to love God and love neighbor. These are the first and second greatest commandments as seen in Matthew chapter 20, 22. Everything we do, whether it's at home, at work, at play, with our kids, wherever, everything we do needs to distill down to these two things if we're going to follow Jesus, love God and love neighbor. Well, here are the two greatest hindrance I'm seeing when I talk about this with myself and with my peers, women in general, probably men too. I don't really have these heartfelt conversations with men though, but the two greatest hindrances I'm seeing are, are the idols of perfectionism and productivity. Perfectionism pops up, especially in the way we want to present our homes to one another. We don't host because we're embarrassed by how the house looks, or we overspend because we want to have the latest fashion and home decor, or maybe it's perfectionism in our appearance. We spend a lot of time and money on how we look so that others will think we're attractive and have it all together. Or perfectionism might pop up in our uh, professions or maybe our hobbies. For example, I can personally be perfectionistic in my writing and I can labor too hard wanting to make sure that I sound perfect, that I get it all exactly right the first time. I don't know what it is for you, but chances are there is a sphere in your life where you want to make sure you get things just so, just right, so that other people will have the right impression of you. As a result, you labor over it over and over and you miss opportunities to love God, or you labor over it and you miss opportunities to love your neighbor. This came up for me last week when I had a friend staying with me and she expressed how she often feels discouraged when she enters the homes of her friends because everything is perfect. They have the latest decor. Everything is extremely tidy. Um, Everything is just really put together and, and it honestly makes her feel discouraged like she's less than, like her life is not that put together. So how can she be real with these friends? How can she be honest and authentic and transparent with these other women? They won't be able to relate to her is what she feels. I'm not suggesting that we forget housework altogether or we never shower or we stop excelling in the workplace or wherever it is that you might have perfectionist tendencies, but I'm asking you and I'm asking me, where are we putting our hope in our appearance? 
appearances? Where are we hoping to look perfect? And how is that eating into our relationship with God and with our neighbors? The same question needs to be applied to what is maybe America's greatest idol, and that is productivity. There's this constant pressure in our nation to contribute to society. What contribution are you making? We feel this pressure at work or at church or even in our activities and in our communities and our neighborhoods. We feel it, I think, maybe most acutely as parents. We want to be productive with our kids' schooling or their sports or their clubs. We feel this constant pressure to make sure they are reading properly and they're at the right math level and that they're getting nurtured all the time, that they always have a play date or an activity. We feel like we've got to make them homemade, organic, farm-to-table baby food. We feel like they've got to wear organic cotton clothing or the organic um, blankets in their cribs. I mean, there's just this endless list of things that we feel the pressure we need to do if we're going to be good parents. And if you're going to afford all that, then someone has to be working extra hours to pay for all that. We feel this pressure to do it all, to work hard and to play hard. Our schedules in this country are packed. I look around at my schedule, my neighbor's schedules, my friend's schedules. They tend to be packed. It's absolutely affecting the way we love God and we love our neighbors. We're so busy and we feel so pressured to do it all that we don't crack open our Bibles or we don't make it to church or we're too tired to go to small group. We definitely don't have the margin to meet our neighbors and to love them or to love people in the church or to go next door and love that person or to even love the hurting and the marginalized. There's no time to serve the poor when we have every evening packed with a different sports practice. The bottom line with perfectionism and productivity is that we're prioritizing the wrong thing. It's helpful that all of these are P words, don't you think? Perfectionism, productivity, and prioritizing. But the noise of this world is so loud that it's canceling out the invitation of our Savior who says, come to me, all who are weary. I will bear your burdens. I will give you rest. So let's just be brutally honest with ourselves for a minute. If we're not making time every day to actively invest in loving God and loving neighbor, it's because we are prioritizing the wrong things. You and I need to take stock. We need to take inventory and ask ourselves what really matters. You see, each minute adds up to an hour, which adds up to a day, which adds up to years. We're all investing in something. What is it that you're investing in? What is it that you want to ultimately leave a lasting legacy in? So here's the solution that I want to offer you and me. We must plan to fail more. It's another P word. It's called planned failure. Pick your priorities, what matters most, schedule that in. So that's time with God, time with his people, time with your neighbors, time in his word, time listening to his spirit, loving others according to the spirit's leading. And then with what's left over, think about all the other things you want to do and all the other things our society says you should do, but you can't do it all. So you have to plan to fail planned failure. If you got to fail at housekeeping or fail at cooking crazy nutritious meals every day, or maybe you need to fail a little bit at exercise or maintaining your physical appearance or a little bit at laundry. Maybe you need to fail more at Instagram. Did you Instagram every day this week, but not open your Bible? Did you shop online for the latest decor, the latest outfit, but not make it to small group? Did you prioritize that workout class and forsake gathering with a local church? Did you labor so hard at looking just so at work and professionally, or maybe with your friends and how they perceive you, that you missed out on time in prayer? This is going to look different for everyone. We all have different callings and capacities, and that's okay. We don't need to compare ourselves to one another, but what we do need to do is get real with God. He knows the motives of our heart. 
We must plan to fail. We cannot do it all. We cannot have it all. We are all finite. So you've got to pick how it is you're going to spend your days. On the one hand, I know these are hard hitting questions. I feel it too. It's convicting. I'm calling us all out and it hurts a little bit. But on the other hand, let's zoom out and just look objectively at this. It's not radical to prioritize time in the word over time pursuing perfectionism and productivity. It's not radical to prioritize being with others and serving others over time spent on perfectionism and productivity. These are actually the very basic, very elementary, very foundational commands of scripture. These are the simple calls of our savior who himself laid it all down. Thankfully, Jesus did not prioritize himself above us. In his great love, he left heaven and came down to dwell amongst us. In his mercy, he prioritized us above himself, even unto death on the cross. Praise God, he rose again, and it's in Christ alone that we have victory. And now, by his spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives in you and me, and the power that rose Jesus from the dead is available to us, Peter says. Resurrection power is available to us for all of life and godliness. We have this supernatural resurrection power living in us. That alone will help us discern what is right, what the right priorities are, what God prioritizes, and then he will enable us to do it. Again, our callings and capacities are different. This is going to look different for everyone, but you know, because God, by his spirit that lives in you, is telling you what really matters. It's been said that you are what you eat, and that is true. We are shaped by what we consume, but it's also true that you are what you love. You will pursue that which you really desire. You will pursue that which you really love. And if spending more time with the Lord and serving him and investing in him and growing that relationship doesn't sound good to you, if that's not something that you desire, pray and ask the Lord to help you want that. To be perfectly honest, there have absolutely been seasons in my life where my Christian walk has felt more of a chore than a joy. And I have had to pray, Lord, don't just help me to want you, but let me back up from there. Help me to want to want you. And that's a prayer that he actually will answer. So this week, as you set out on your summer, as you set out to love God and love your neighbor, say no to the idol of perfectionism. Invite people in your home, even though there's laundry all over the couch. Bring them in for a meal that is you know, macaroni and cheese from the box. It doesn't have to be perfect. Say no to the idol of productivity. Put your work down. Maybe cancel some of those play dates or activities that you have planned. Cancel that club or that sport or that camp or whatever so that you can be still. You can be with your God. You can be with your family. You can be with your neighbors. Say yes to the right priorities. Be willing to fail, friends. We're going to have to plan to fail at the things society says we should do and have. Embrace the planned failure. As you pursue the best things, be willing to fail at other things. Thanks for listening to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. 